This is Tim Nance. This is not my podcast, but this is the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Catchphrase. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you're quarantined at home. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is none of them. This is a special uh, one of at least three discussions uh, on AIW in general. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Your Evan List is fine podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire. WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is an AIW discussion episode, not a preview, not a review, not an interview. Got together some people, uh, over, at least over the next three weeks, uh, exchanging them in and out, and uh, we're just going to talk about some things about AIW. First up, we have Stacy. Hey, man. How's it going? I want to let everybody know that this was an idea given to me by you, Um I had something kind of going in my mind, like, ah, this would be kind of fun to do. I've thought about doing it for a while, but I was like, ah, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then you text me last week, and you're like, hey, this would be a good idea. I was like, yeah, you're... And you had, like, almost everything down that I was somewhat thinking of. And I'm like, all right, let's let's do this. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I, uh, I do a lot of get high and brainstorm, <laughs> and uh, it just popped in my head, so I shot you a text. Because, like, in this time, like, I was going to really contemplate on pulling uh, as many interviews as I could, but I've had uh, a little bit of rough patch trying to get some, at least one that I've been trying to nail down for a couple months, and that's just been a big, big old pain in the ass. So this was like, all right, I can go to the established Wrestling Cheers crew and figure out who wants to be on, who wants to talk about stuff. And so it's a little bit going to uh, what, what we know but changing it up just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if there's not going to be new product to talk about for the foreseeable future, uh, why not talk about the shit we already know we like? I don't know. Seemed like a good idea. Um, Different people are handling this shit different ways. I feel like this is a good way to handle it. Yeah, uh, I think the AIW episodes do better, especially like we're previewing reviewing shows. And when it comes down to it, I mean, that's, the main thing that we concentrate on so to actually take some time which is what would be downtime i could just not do episodes but that's not in my dna uh at least anymore like we put out an episode every single week so this 
this is a great way and a simple way to fill in the void. Yeah, I think it's I think it would be I think it's fun to hear like, you know, different people's takes on what they like and you know what made them like AIW and what makes them stick around and favorite shit, you know. We all we all like it, obviously. We wouldn't dedicate time to talking about it <laughs> so much, so. And we also have Charlie Butters. Hey man. I I felt it really appropriate to get the uh round round table going. And have uh, us <laughs> on the on the discussion. Man, nothing more typical than three fat guys talking about wrestling. <laughs> yep. Not to be confused with all the other wrestling podcasts out there. Right. <laughs> Not to confuse this with every other group of three bearded fat dudes talking <laughs> about pro wrestling. <laughs> the, the most learning thing that I, I've learned from all this in the last like week is that my daily lifestyle is called quarantine so <laughs> yeah man i feel like i've been prepping for this right Shit. <laughs> like my week so far has been the same it's my weekends that are changing literally um what was it <clears throat> friday came home from work did all the grocery shopping that needed to be done and then i didn't leave until earlier this morning which we for those who don't know we record on a monday so like i i spent like I forget how many hours sitting inside, like yeah. 60 hours. Yep. That's not most of my, like some of my weekends, like I'd have a weekend off where I'd stay inside, not do anything for two days. But, uh, I, I sure do miss like having wrestling shows to go to. And, uh, that definitely hit last week. Like the phone going off being like, Hey, your event starts soon. And I'm just like, but it doesn't. Yeah, man. Event brighter, a bunch of fuckers. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them for their, well-designed app that gives me reminders <laughs> when things were going to happen. Remember when there was wrestling? Remember back? Remember back when people could be in a room together? <laughs> Handshakes and hugs were a thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. If someone coughed, you sneezed. You said "bless you," not "fuck you." Um, <laughs> you weren't afraid everyone was carrying some deadly disease. Uh, People weren't hoarding toilet paper. Man, what the fuck is going on with people? Like, real talk, how much do you people shit? How much shitting is going on out there that I'm not aware of? Because, like, I'm a I'm a once or twice a day guy, and I don't believe my shits to be abnormal. Uh, it doesn't. I don't use a lot of toilet paper. We have three people in this house. Uh, we don't go through that much toilet paper. I don't know. How long do these people think this is going on? And did someone tell them, like, yo, there's no more. <laughs> like, what's there? That's all the ass wipe you're ever going to see for the rest of forever. Steal it, ration it. That and people that are hoarding, like, eggs and bread. Like, you know the shit goes bad, right? Like, mold happens and shit. <laughs> I was going to say that. crazy. My my biggest thing is when they're hoarding food because most of it goes bad. Granted, if it's like canned goods, it's it's going to be much longer. They have a longer shelf life. But when people are bitching about people taking all this toilet paper, I'm like, well, the benefit is is they're not going to be out buying any anytime soon. So there's going to be man, pl plenty of it to go around. There should be. So look, man, not buying any anytime soon. I, these people aren't going to need to buy toilet paper until 2023. <laughs> Some of these motherfuckers, like people with whole shopping carts full of fucking mega rolls. Jesus Christ, man. Like for real deal, not too much shit talk or nothing, but we buy like three people in this house. We buy like one 
12 Charmin 12 pack mega roll. The shit is more than a month good. Like we that is more than a month's worth of wiping asses in a three person house. I I plus you got to use like baby wipes too. Like if you're yeah. just raw toilet paper in your asshole, man, you're living a rough life. You need to <laughs> you need to upgrade that shit. Uh so with all this shit going on, we're going to do <laughs> No pun intended. We're going to do what we do best and talk about AIW and with uh, as many usual participants on this show, we got we got probably some interesting opinions on, on a lot of basic things. So uh, let's start off. What was your guys's first show? Start with My first show okay. was a Youngstown show. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was called Extreme is Not Extreme is Dead, and I remember I think I put this up not that long ago. It had uh, a TLC match on it, and AJ Styles was there. That's the whole reason I went to it is because AJ Styles was going to be on the show. Yeah, and it was a snowy night, and uh, they did they still had like live commentary at the time, like over the loudspeakers commentary, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was that was my. Soul experience for a really long time because uh, they never they didn't run Youngstown. I think they ran it twice. That was it. And then uh, I talked to I'm not sure whoever was running the Twitter out for a while, and I, I was like, "Yeah, I went to this show. I was like, they did this. I didn't like really care for this. And like, oh, we don't do that anymore." And then I started going to shows at uh, Turner's every once in a while when I had the the money and the time off. Unfortunately, I don't think that is on IWTV. I don't think it is either, but they did a uh, commentary for it, and it's on their Patreon. Okay. So that that's at least pre-2009. I only say that because they did a show in January of 2009 from Lakewood that was called Extreme is Still Dead. So I would figure the first show came before that, obviously. Yeah, the first one was uh, Extreme is Dead looks like it was... 2007 january of 2007 okay that that makes sense with the timeline being you know uh also in january yeah what was the next show you came after that because it's like you you had you had a taste of it but then like i met you in 2011 and i don't remember the first or no was it actually i think it's technically 2012 i don't remember exactly what your first what where i saw you afterwards after that um, it was Gauntlet that year, but I think I was at another sh- show or two before that one. But I was at Gauntlet that year because I came up with Alvarado uh, and yes. sat, sat at a merch table the whole time with him watching the show. Aaron Epic was on that show. Yeah. And um, versus JT Dunn. Uha uh-huh was on there, too. That's that's why we came up, because we were taking him back home with us. Uh, OK, OK. And that was the if I'm correct, that was the AIW's first show back. Or at least first, I think it was their first show at Turner's Hall, but the first time wrestling was back at Turner's Hall. Hmm. I did not know that. So maybe that was the my first time after. So many years not going to AIW shows, and that was when you started to occasionally go to Cleveland. Yeah, dude, it was – my big thing for, for wrestling shows at the time was I liked when they brought in, like, 
big name guys that like were like in M like in TNA or whatever at the time or guys that were starting to make a name for themselves on the Indies. Like I'd want to go see them when they made their tour through Cleveland. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time I missed those shows, uh, cause I wouldn't drive by myself. Um, I just wasn't used to the traffic and stuff. Like I'm from a small town in Ohio, man. Like we have a handful of traffic lights. I, I can do a little bit of driving here and there, but like in the last, two years i've really expanded that and have i'm used to driving by myself now so what uh stuck out to you about that first show uh the the one in youngstown yeah uh i just remember that they they made us all get back because i was sitting like third row maybe they made us all get out of the way when they did the the table spot because it was like a leg drop off a ladder through a table or something and to see that live for the first time and like have a chunk of wood go flying by my head uh, was like, well, this is awesome. I would never see this at like a WWE show. And uh, that made me a huge fan right then and there. Like I, I followed them on like I remember when they had the um, YouTube show like that they would put up matches and stuff weekly or like semi weekly. Intense I remember TV. when they did. Yeah, I remember when they used to do that. I, I'd follow that. And I could just never get to a show because, like, my friends that went to shows uh, (laughs) always worked on, like, the days they had shows. So, like, I had the money, I had the day off, but never had anybody to go with. So, What was your first impression of AIW? I mean, that I didn't care for a lot of the stuff at at that Youngstown show. Like I said, the the commentary over the loudspeakers was like the weirdest thing I'd yeah. ever experienced at a show. Like I'd never thought that was a thing before. Um, a lot of the guys, like Ray Rowe, was on that show. I really thought he was really cool. So like I instantly was drawn to him. And then like I remember AJ Styles coming in with McDonald's. Like he was a little <laughs> bit late, but he came walking in with a bag of McDonald's. Um, so that kind of gave me like this weird, like, oh, this is just like, there was just a weird, weird vibe to it, but it was like, uh, like a new experience. And then, um, I don't think I really got addicted to coming to shows and doing a lot of that and like really loving it until like the Turner's hall. Like once I got to work with Alvarado on Midwest and like do that and be around some of the wrestlers and stuff like that. Once you get a taste of that, that's where I really got like addicted to wanting to do more and like go to more shows and, and see everything and pay attention to everything online and buy shows from smart Mark. And cause for the longest time, all I watched was like CZW. So like I'd get a handful of stuff there, or, like IWA mid South. And I'd had to be like real picky with my money, uh, to like get shows and like find out what was like the best bang for my buck for shows for like what matches I wanted to see. And I'd like come up with like a compilation of like, I want like these 10 shows then I would spend money and buy that. And then like six months down the road, be like, Oh, well here's all these, maybe I'll buy some of these and see what happens. And I just love that. Like we can stream now. That's the, the, the best thing in the world is you can stream. It's, it's all at your fingertips. Now. I love it. I love it so much. All right, Stacy, what was your first AIW show? <clears throat> well, that's complicated. Yeah, um, you. I picked two people to start off with that kind of have a complicated history. Um, uh, so uh, you could tell both sides because you might have different uh, bits. Well, the of, first yeah. one's so so vague and so short that I don't really count it. But the reality is, at some point, I was in a shitty metalcore band, and we were playing Peabody's on a show with Fear Factory and Suffocation. And the way those things work for local bands is you sold fucking tickets. And so I went to Peabody's on a night. 
to meet up with JC to grab m- my band's tickets for that Fear Factory. And he was like, uh, hey, there's wrestling happening downstairs. You like wrestling, right? And I had like fallen out at that point. I wasn't really like watching a lot of wrestling. Like I, ECW was gone and XPW was gone. And I just <clears throat> I kind of been doing other shit, not paying attention to wrestling. And so I remember being there. <laughs> I remember watching at least half of that show. Uh, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. And I only started to piece like what show it was together out of a flyer the potato posted the other day. And then that might not even be right. Like, I think it was when I look back on it, I think it might have been hell on earth, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, so outside of that vague weirdness from 15 years ago, the first show that I went to, uh, in this current run of liking AIW and being there all the time was the second day of JLIT 2016 okay. would have been the my first AIW show outside of that old one. Uh, I had I had followed AIW like online a bit, and I had seen like a bunch of cards prior to this that I wanted to go to, but kind of just kind of never happened. Uh, and then for that show, my friend Trevor Charity was like, hey, man, do you want to go to JLIT? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. So Pam and I went um, with Trevor. So me being a fan of AIW now is 100% because of Trevor Charity. What stuck out to you about that show? Oh, man. Um, a couple of things stuck out to me about it. Like, um, I hadn't been around a lot of indie wrestling shows for a while at that point. Um, to, to where it was a whole different world kind of than the last time I had I'd been around it. Cause I had outside of that AIW show that I saw that night at Peabody's like Youngstown has a long history of bad local indie shows. <laughs> and so I had, I had been at some of those, but like the quality stood out to me that first day, uh, the people and I mean, it was jail lit. So it's stacked. Like there was like, you know, like Billy Gunn was there and Dan Severn, uh, but the the thing the two things that really stuck out to me that day were I was completely unaware of Ethan Page prior to that prior to that day and Ethan Page stood out to me and how good Ray Rowe had became as a wrestler because I hadn't paid a lot of attention to him like I knew Ray uh, from him working at Peabody uh, and I knew he wrestled but I didn't know that he was that good. Those were the two things that really stood out to me that first, the very first show was, oh, Ethan Page. This, I, I like this dude. And wow, Ray Rowe is really good at wrestling. What was your first impression of AIW as a whole? I, I dug it. It had like a like a DIY show feel, you know, like I could equate it to like, you know, just throwing like a like a, a punk show or a hardcore show at like a VFW hall it was like we were in a church gym and it was you know there were like kind of big name wrestlers there like the way you would have like like i i came up doing basement shows where we would have like hardcore bands who had no business playing in a basement play there and it kind of felt that way to me of like oh man like dan severin's here doing the show in a church gym all right cool oh swoggles here that's fucking weird. Oh, fucking Guido from ECW's here. Okay, this is 
all right, I'm cool with this. And like, I think at that point, Johnny was on NXT already. Um, yeah, I believe so, so. Yeah. You also had, because I just pulled up uh, some of the graphics from that day, uh, Big Demo was there that day. So that was a thing. We didn't go to that student show. But I think I, I think he was still there. I know he was there night one, and I know he had a match, because I'm looking at that, but I... I, I remember not getting to see him wrestle, and it, it, I was bummed about it. He was just on... I, I didn't piece together that he was only going to be on that student show. And, uh, yeah, he worked it. He didn't work the, the later show. He was in the building. I, yeah. I think I bought something off of him that day, but I didn't get to see him wrestle. That was that was also the AIW debut of Hornswoggle. Was that his debut? Yeah. Uh, he was rele- uh, released right around that time because that was also the last appearance in AIW uh if I'm correct, of Brian Myers. That would make sense. I don't remember seeing him around much. Yeah. He might have only been at one or two shows I was at, so this might have been it. Yeah, I think it was like right after this, or not too long after this, he re-signed or you know, went back to WWE. I'm trying to remember that, because I know he still speaks highly of it, and I think what I've heard explained, it was kind of like, um, as Hornswoggle was on his way out, uh, Brian Myers helps him get a lot of bookings, AIW being one of them, and then it wasn't too long after, as you know, Hornswoggle setting into being on the independent scene, he, Brian Myers goes back. That seems right. Also on uh, that show, I mean, that was uh, the year uh, Billy Gunn was there. Might have been one of the last uh, AIW bookings of Cedric Alexander. That was the only time I remember seeing Cedric Alexander at AIW. Mm-hmm. Like looking at, at the like the tournament matches of that day, that's pretty much some of your, your bigger names. Uh, obviously other names, Josh Alexander, BJ Whitmer, Cole Cabana, name redacted, Lewis Linden, DJ Z, Tracy Williams, Ray Rowe, Tim Dons, Dan Severin. Those last four are in the same match. Tracy Williams, Ray Rowe, Tim Donst, Dan Severin. Yeah. That was also the first time I ever saw Tim Donst. And thus your love for him began. Yeah. I, I might go back and try to watch this, but I think I don't think it's on IWTV. <laughs> it's not. I, I looked in, in going through uh, some stuff, some prep for this. I looked and yeah, it's not. What's weird? Like, the, uh, the year newer is on there, but this one's not. And the year before it, too. Yeah. So for some some reason, like it's not uh, on there. I do want to say this was the year that Roe won. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. No, Josh Alexander won. I think. Mm, no. Or yeah, maybe, maybe you know, think, it was a year Josh Alexander won. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. the year that Josh Ray Alexander de- was champion. That was the year before. Ray eliminated Redacted, and then Josh Alexander eliminated Ray. Okay. Um, Charlie, who was the first friend you made at AIW? Do you technically count? Because we kind of became <laughs> friends before, but you were the only one I knew for the longest time. I guess that counts. Because anytime I'd go to a show after after those uh, shows in Niles, like I would look for you specifically or, or talk to you specifically about like, you know, going and like, hey, meeting up, whatever. So I guess technically you. Nice. Didn't <laughs> didn't expect that one. But yeah, I guess I would be your first friend. And it really does all because you worked for, uh, worked with maybe technically uh, a company that's no longer around. Yeah. 
Stacy, who was the first friend that you made? Uh, you know, I, I, this was one of the things that I tried to put some thought into to figure out who it was. Cause I know, I mean, for a, a couple of shows, it was just, uh, like we would meet Trevor up there, you know, and then go to the show and just kind of hang out with him. The, honestly, the first person I remember talking to was Biggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like just going over to the, the table where he sat at the corner and looking through shit and just kind of striking up a conversation with them. Um, that was like the first person that I didn't know that I really talked to that wasn't like me going over to buy like a t-shirt or something, you know? Uh, as far as like, uh, I, I think it could have been Laporta and it could have just been from a couple of shows of being like, Oh, good shirt. Like blah, blah, blah. Talk about some death metal stuff. Um, it could have been young Ed, um i don't know like i really can't put a finger on it It kind of feels like it all just kind of happened organically over time of just like you know being around people enough and like starting to recognize people and then eventually people talk but i think i mean i think we really started to to get to know people later into 2017 like probably like around like walk the plank like at the beginning of 2017 was probably when we started to to like talk to people. That's when I started talking to people that wasn't just like every show I would go and talk to Biggins. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, that's all I can. That's all I can really think of. It might have been even later than that when we started hanging out. I know the first like after party shit that we ever did was 2017 JT Lightning night one, and that was Swoggle said to go out. Like we were talking to Swoggle, and he said, "Come to the after party." I think one thing that we we do benefit from is the fact that there's, like, social media, there's Twitter. There's been so many people that I've seen them uh, retweet or get retweeted or reply to, like, certain statuses or tweets to where you... Some people you get to know online and then become friends in real life. I think with... Because uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to answer these, whether I'm going to save them for a certain episode but one that i'll explain here i know there was like three people that i kind of became friends with online first and then my third aiw show which was a girls night out i like actually started to talk to people more actually in between actually it wasn't there it was uh it was that gauntlet and one of the people that i became friends with his name is chris doesn't really go to shows much anymore but he uh, was the bridge to help me become friends with Kevin Watson. And then, like, we build up a friendship and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm still friends with Chris. He just doesn't really come to shows much anymore. Not really from my local area. So I don't, I like, I get to see him a lot. But when he shows up, it's like, it's like really, really cool. And there, there was a time where, you know, he was a part of the group that I sat with. And that, I, cause like my first two shows, I came with friends. The third show, which was that girls' night out, I came alone. And then I was like, all right, I need to start making friends because when I came with my, my friends for those two shows, they're not, they weren't always dependable to actually come to shows. And I'm the kind of person I'll do stuff alone. I don't care, but let's face it. It's kind of cool to make friends along the way. And it didn't help too, that there was a particular fan at the second show. He was the only person at AIW that I knew who he was and he makes a dumb mistake of trying to get in the ring he gets his head kicked in uh and i know ends up going to the hospital for many years did not come to aiw shows he's come to aiw shows a lot in the past couple years mostly like russell rager but 
I just knew I had to. And that's, that's kind of where I come from of like, that was like the one first friend I made. And then the more pe- people you become friends with the, like, well, the, your network gets bigger and bigger. Like I'll never forget. And that wasn't the first one, but I remember when I met Caden and I kind of helped Caden, like get to know who certain people were. And then, you know, Caden would meet new people coming along and then like, they got thrown in a group. Like I remember before Leonard Bibbs, like knew anybody he just kind of like started coming around and he gravitated towards like caden and everything so the first thing i ever knew about leonard bibbs was that awful rap song <sighs> yeah i still don't remember like that's <clears throat> that's at a point that's still hazy to me i just remember thinking ah oh, man that kid's taking this ribbon real well because the there was a dude sitting up in the bleachers by me who just kept yelling shit about leonard bibbs the whole fucking show like, I don't remember what show it was, but there was a show at Mount Carmel where this fucking fat dude sat up in the bleachers and just yelled shit about Bibbs for, like, the whole fucking show. And then I saw Bibbs at an NXT show, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a month later. Mm-hmm. And I recognized him and I went up to him and I think I freaked him out because I was like a fucking stranger, I would imagine, <laughs> at that point. And I was just like, hey, man, uh, good on you for handling that fucking ribbing at aiw that dude was being ridiculous just yelling shit about you from the bleachers all night you handled that real well man like and i that's a totally fucking weirdo thing to do i don't know why i did it but like i was impressed that like if somebody would have ribbed me like that i would fucking and i didn't know him i would have probably tried to fight the dude you know i'm i couldn't put up with that shit but bibs just kind of like let it roll off his shoulder i was i thought it was cool i know it's gotten to him sometimes but he's Bibbs has had some crazy moments happen to him. Like once when we went to Philadelphia for uh, a convention that House of Hardcore was running and the actual House of Hardcore show that night, we were getting to find out where our seats were. And this one dude kind of walked up to him, complete stranger. And he was like, do you go to AIW? And he was like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, I see you in the crowd all the time. It's like, whoa. Like to recognize like one random dude like that. Like I don't. Depends on how much like AW you're watching. Like to me, like that yeah. that blew my mind. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy to like kind of go with the friends thing to see fans grow up. Like Caden's the obvious one, but um, another one that I don't, you guys, you should know who he is. Michael Porter, great, yeah, great kid. Like I remember when he was he was first coming to shows. Like there was one. In particular, it was his birthday, and he was turning, might have been, like, 12 or something. So, like, I remember this pre-puberty Michael Porter, and now, like, you know, he's an adult, uh, great photographer. Uh, at least, you know, he's just starting out, trying to do it. Like, I really respect, like, what he's doing, but... He's the one that did, like, the lenticular photos, right? Yeah. Yeah, those rule. Fucking great dude. But I remember when he was just a kid. Same thing with Kane, and then like we 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 still see it with like other uh, kids that are coming around. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, man. You know the other thing that I think played into it because like we would sit in the bleachers and like one of the first people I know I talked to was Moy. Yeah. Uh, just at shows because he would sit up in the bleachers where we were, and like Young Ed would sit up kind of where we were. Um, but. When we figured out that, like, there was a group of people that would go out at intermission and smoke weed in the parking lot, (laughs) and then there turned into, like, a bigger and bigger group of people 
who I'm not going to out all the people who allegedly smoke weed, but there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, there was like the parking lot crew of people who would go smoke weed during intermission. And that's where I got to know a lot of people too, was from that was the, the community of potheads that attend <laughs> AIW. So that, that explains why I never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, man, you've not been there not once. The only time you've been out there was, you know, like the the tailgates wearing racist shit, scaring a whole family of black people for no reason. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I don't recall anything like that ever happening. I And I've been out tailgating more than once, fucker. <laughs> You have certainly been out tailgating more than once, but you're never really. I'm, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. That's the one that stands out. Everyone who was there knows. <laughs> no, I I remember I remember wearing like other stuff that day. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you were wearing some other stuff that day. That's fucking sure. <laughs> I have nothing like that in my closet. Well, maybe the shirt, but I was I was like. A, a, like a full joint and a half a bottle of whiskey in when uh, a wrestler who will remain unnamed walked over to me and he was like hey man this is, somebody should probably say something to fucking Summers cause he's over here wearing all this fucking Trump shit and there are people here because their family is on this student show who are probably getting the real wrong idea about where they're at right now was that the year Trey Lamar debut? Uh, yeah. Yes, it, yes, it was. Poor Trey Lamar. Because <laughs> I want to say his family might have been the one in question. I don't. I don't know whose it was. It could have been. There's a number of people. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Everybody's everybody's <laughs> had their not so proud moments. That's just you know that's one. Not my proudest, but at the same time, I was doing it for, to troll somebody, and I think it worked. Well, I mean. You, you trolled a lot of people. Some intentional, some unintentional. Some of them might not have taken it as trolling. Who knows? I knew what was up, but... Yeah, because you're one of the people that I told the day before. I'm like, listen, this is what's going to happen. Don't hate me. Yeah, you sent me a message that was like, I'm going to be wearing this. Just know it's a joke. <laughs> anyway, um... I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm looking at the next question. I'm not, I don't know if this is the right transition, but uh, Charlie, uh, what is it that you love about AIW? I mean, uh, outside of the wrestling and the atmosphere, like once I started coming to shows on a regular basis, like getting to meet more people and just when we're standing in line, just bullshitting about whatever, like uh i really enjoy talking with stacy like when i get a chance to do that uh just other everybody like i like talking with everybody like when i first started going like i kind of only like hung out with you and like just kept to myself and like or like whoever i came with and um, i'm just like more comfortable now so now i'll go talk to people and like yeah you introduced me to ed so i talked to young ed um and then it kind of just spawned from there. Like the community that we have together is, is one of my favorite things. Like, you knowing you're going to see those people once a month, you're going to have a good time with them. You're going to like, you all police each other pretty well, make sure you're all taken care of for the most part. It's that community, that sense of community we have there is, uh, is a big factor in it. And I mean, the wrestling's always just awesome. And the interaction there is really great. So 
When you said I introduced you to Ed, that gave me a crazy flashback. And I think it was more than just one person, uh, not you, where they would be like, oh, you're the guy that does wrestling chairs, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, where's Ed? I want to get introduced to Ed. <laughs> I'd have to like find him or there's like a couple times because like he would normally show up right around bell time. And I'd be like, well, like find me at intermission and like I'll I'll introduce you to him or something. And like that was that was the thing that I totally forgot about but people love that weird you were like Ed, you were like ed's handler <laughs> <laughs> like oh man i can like like oh you were a roadie for ed like i can yeah i'll get you to meet him just meet at intermission <laughs> meet me right here intermission and then yeah but no like i don't know who it was but it fucking happened and it's something like i said it's something i forgot about but kind of a uh, kind of fun funny to look back on yeah that definitely happened at either the billy kidman show or the uh gauntlet that year at the the smelly yeah uh, i was oh, the cat the cat piss place the cat, yeah. yeah that's the first time i met ed. like i really met ed was there like i'd seen him around and stuff like you kind of get an idea like on twitter of who's who there and like for the most part, you could see like by their avatar, whatever. So I kind of knew some people, but I didn't know them, know them like in person, meet them. And Ed was like one of the first ones that uh, I wanted to meet because like I, I think at that point I had started listening to Pod Van Dam like all the time. So I wanted to meet him because I enjoyed the show. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of spawned from there, meeting everybody and talking and stuff. So what's one thing you love about it or not maybe one thing, but what do you love about AIW, Stacey? Oh man, there's there's a lot to be honest. Um the the community that it is, like in in total between, you know, everybody who's directly involved in AIW and the fans and the it's just like it's a it's like a real sense of fucking community. Like there's uh and, and people are gen generally not assholes, you know, like that's rare. At anything when you get that many people together that like we should have had to deal with so many more assholes than we've ever had to deal with and it just kind of doesn't happen it kind of polices itself and i don't know if part of that is just that like the the vibe at an aiw show doesn't really lend itself to people being assholes like anybody who's a little bit like that i mean i'm kind of an asshole but at AIW shows, I try not to be, <laughs> you know, like, I think maybe, maybe it just has that effect. But like, also, like, I've, I've been to a, a bunch of indie wrestling shows. The, the quality of wrestling that you get at an AIW show is so far beyond what you get at most indie shows. Uh, it's, it's just, it's at a different level. Like, I've never gone, not once have I gone to an AIW show and after I was there, felt like the show wasn't good. Like some shows are way better than other ones, but I've never been to a bad AIW. Not one. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I could go I could go on for a really long time about all the shit that I love about AIW. Um, have but, you ever been to an AIW show and wanted to throw water at a wrestler? No, I've only <laughs> ever wanted to do that once, and much like your racist uh, Trump gear <laughs> moment, it's not my proudest moment. Although the headbangers seem to enjoy it. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, it took me a minute. I got what you're saying. Got you. Well, you were right there. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I know. And it took me a minute. I was like, 
trying to think about it, I'm like, I don't remember that happening in AIW. And then I was like, oh, wait, it did. It happened at this other show. Gotcha. Yeah, that was not. It was not <laughs> AIW at all. But that was a pride moment, man. You couldn't pass that up, especially when he was locked in a submission move right there. Come on. He After all that. He threatened to shoot me. <laughs> Threatened to shoot me. <sighs> Lo- love you, Sean Blaze. <laughs> Threatened to shoot me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not my proudest moment, though. I was in the I was in the wrong. But come on, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he had to push the wrong button there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyway, there's a there is a lot to love about AEW. Um, as long as I've been coming, there's just so many things where they just get better over time too. If I compare a 2012 show to a 2018 show, it's there's so much improvement. I think one thing that it's not necessarily one thing that I I love, but I think how they're starting to produce star students and watching some of them grow. Like I remember. When Dom debuted, I remember when Bishop debuted, and those two are, you know, killing it. And a guy like Bishop is just getting more and more exposure every single month. And it couldn't ha- it couldn't happen to a better dude. I love him. Yeah, man. You know that is absolutely something I love about AIW is having watched some of these guys develop from like basically their first match in front of people to where they're at now. Uh, like Bishop and Trey were in that class that I have seen like from that first match on. I didn't see Dom's first, um, but I'll always remember Dom being in Orlando in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, and having like I think he had one match booked that year, and it was in like a like I think it was in a storage locker. Um, and from that to where he is now is is fucking amazing. Like I still remember talking to him at WrestleCon that day like the the second day that weekend was when i actually first met bishop because me and watson were coming down obviously driving down from cleveland and we agreed to take some shit down because that's when everything happened with biggins biggins was going to rent right i think a a big van or something and like take all the stuff down so like to help out with the load like we took half and then steve guy and everybody on his trip they took down the other half and I had to meet up with Bishop someplace. And I think we picked where the huge WWE title was and, uh, you know, gave him all the stuff. And like that, that was my introduction to, to Bishop. And that was, I that forgot was that big WWE title was there. Yeah. I think it wasn't too far from our, uh, hotel. So we were like, I was already seeing pictures of it. I was like, let's fuck it. Let's go. It's not that far. And then, uh, like I said, that's where we end up having to meet, uh, Bishop, because I think Dom, he was doing, I want to say it was like an MLW tryout or something like it, or maybe an Evolve tryout. It was it was something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a question for Dom. I just remember him telling me something about wrestling in a storage locker. We'll uh, switch this up a little bit. Uh, I already know your answer. Stacy. what's your favorite yearly show? My favorite yearly show? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so my, my actual favorite yearly show is Gauntlet for the Gold. Oh, surprised me. Nah, man, I'm a, I'm a real sucker for a Royal Rumble style match. Yeah, like I I really like it. It's kind of my favorite kind of match. Like 
of all like the big weird matches, that's the one I like the most. Uh, I love Rager, yeah, but uh, Gala for the Gold, just for the gimmick of that match, is my favorite show of the year. Butters, what's your favorite show of the year? Uh, having experienced my first one last year, uh, as it stands right now, Rager is my favorite. I like the outdoor atmosphere. That's very different than anything else I've ever experienced in a wrestling show and i think that kind of stuck with me like yeah i got sunburn uh but i also got to meet nick gage for the first time and uh that was probably one of my favorite days ever there are so many like yearly shows that could be anybody's answer i'm gonna take the big one off the table which kind of people can answer it too but <sighs> absolution as much as i i mean i love gauntlet i love jaylet i love the rap show i the fact that it's just called the rap show. We it's universally known within AIW. We, we know what show you mean. It's the show named after some sort of uh, rap lyric or rap reference, and it's Compton rules on every single match. So there's no rules. There's also you know Rager, Hell on Earth. I think that's like that's our, a lot of our big staples. But Absolution always it it definitely has that WrestleMania type feel. Always storylines going in it from all of the year, if not most of the year. Big title matches, and you know, there's been title changes that are that have been big moments. There and there's always a special guest, and sometimes it's like a re- a really good special guest. So yeah, love it. Yeah, man, Absolution's good every year, and I think one of the things that makes it as good as it is is the fact that there are storylines. Like I. I don't feel like there's I, like I watch some other indies pretty regularly with IWTV now and I just I don't like anytime I see stories other places they either seem like they weren't done very well and this I mean not meant as a knock to anybody in particular but like it just doesn't seem like storylines are really good other places or that they're really cared about like they're just kind of there because I guess they have to be there. But it always, almost always feels like the storylines in AIW are like well thought out. And like there's a good arc to it and it makes sense. And they usually pay off really well. A lot of times those payoffs are at Absolution, which is why it ends up being one of the best shows ever. But a lot of that has to do with like good, good fucking storytelling that makes sense in wrestling that doesn't really, you know, they don't have to try. Maybe harder than you need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, always so many good storylines going into Absolution. The greatest thing is, too, that they, not every storyline ends at Absolution. Maybe a chapter ends at Absolution, but it's going to keep going, like, for example, last year with Justice versus Bishop. Right. That that was going on, fuck, uh, was it Gauntlet or the Kidman show? Kind of Because I remember being at, at uh, Cat Piss Place, but had the one of the biggest points at the rap show looked like it was ending at absolution but had a new wrinkle put in at hell on earth which i, I which has been great and as far as we know that's not done you know hell on earth is usually a pretty good show too yes that that is up there with one of my favorites but if i picked it, it's absolution but like hell on earth was my first show and then it also always has like pretty good guests and then there's like crazy moments like this past year being at that venue, having Kevin Nash, having Bishop win the title, and then 
getting cashed in on by justice, which we kind of figured what was going to happen, but we weren't sure. And that's the thing I love when it happens in professional wrestling. A lot of people bitch like, well, it's predictable. Sometimes, at least for me, I look at something, I'm like, that's predictable. But in the back of my head, I'm going, but will they do it? There's many times with Thorne, AIW in general, even you know when Biggins was around, I think something's going to happen. But what I would consider predictable, they end up going a different route with it. But they deliver on times like this, uh, the return of Nick Gage, so many other moments like that. Which, going back to it, the return of Nick Gage was an absolution, and I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, you and a lot of other people. I think it was because on this show I talked about how I wanted it to end. Like, I didn't predict it per se, but I'm like, this is what I want to happen. I want Dons to win. I thought they would play his music briefly, and then before he could leave the ring, Gage's music hits. Instead, they completely skip that step. One, two, three, and instead of Dons' music hits, Gage's music hits, and the rest was hissed. That's why I went nuts. That was good. It's fantastic. Um, now we got like a whole list of favorites, and like most of these are a little bit specific to certain years and whatnot. Um, go back to Stacy. What has been your favorite show? One individual show. Yes. Wow, that's rough. That is rough. Um, I gotta tell you, some of the recent ones are real contenders. Absolutely. Uh, this most recent Hell on Earth is a real contender. Uh, I was a really big fan of that Bad Boy for Life show where you didn't really know the matches. And I like that just from the idea of, like, I, I kind of like not knowing what the matches are going to be. And it added, like, another level of surprise. Like, you went into that show, I think, only knowing it was Janela versus Alex Shelley, right? Correct. That was the hardest preview to put together because we only had one match to talk about, but we still managed to pull off talking talking for an hour. Yeah, and the lineup that you got on that show was really fucking good. Really good. There were, like, really good matches on that show. Um, so I, I dug that a lot, but I, I don't know, man. I think probably... So it's probably a real close tie, which is a total cop-out, between the most recent Hell on Earth, Russell Rager 3... And, dude, Slumber Party Massacre was crazy. Like, I know you weren't there, but, like, to be there, it was crazy. I could see that. I mean, watched it on TV, um, and I can only imagine it was pretty much AIW transplanted into a different area, but made that, that fact made it feel way more special. Yeah. And then Russell Rager 3, that whole day was just kind of crazy. Like, it was both of those shows, like Slumber Party Massacre and Russell Rager 3, you could feel like there was something in the air. Like, those shows were special. And I kind of felt like Hell on Earth felt that way this year. Like, the the finish of the whole show with the whole Bishop and then Justice thing was really good. Before that, there was the fucking uh, Matt Justice-Zach Thomas match that was really good. The Nick Gage-Vance Warner match was really good. The Alex Shelley, Eric Stevens match was fucking amazing. Like there was so there's you could drop the needle anywhere on that show and it's really good. Yeah, you bring up a lot of point of just how special that show felt. Uh, it was in a different venue, which was fucking huge. I doubt we're ever going back there, but 
it would be so awesome if we did. I think the worst thing about that venue was the entrance getting in there because we could only go up to a certain point. So just the hallway filled pretty quick. And then, uh, no, the worst thing about that venue was cops. Oh, uh, well, the worst thing for me at that venue, but I could see where, where that was a huge issue. And I think I do remember people talking about that. Yeah, that was a go outside for a vape pen kind of night. But a, a lot of good shit going on. Uh, that I would say that wasn't the beginning of pre-show matches, but that was like we had um, some debuts in the pre-show matches uh, that had never been to AIW and... You know, Kevin Nash being there was huge. Uh, all in all, very, very fun night. Man, I would love it if, even if it's just Hell on Earth every year, even if it's just every Black Friday show is at the Brook Park Rec Center, I think that rules. Like, there's bleachers. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I didn't know there were bleachers, and I just went in and sat down in seats, like, where Rick had grabbed some seats with the Goldsteins. Uh, but, like, next time, I would totally sit in the fucking bleachers. I... I don't know, man. I I really like that room. And it filled up with tons of people. Like you saw faces you don't usually see at AIW at that show. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know. I think the Brook Park Rec Center is a fucking hit. I think if it's possible, that's where that show should always be. I saw faces in that crowd that I rarely see at AIW anymore. And that says something that I don't know whether it was just because it was hell on earth or what, but good, good night overall. Uh Butters, what's your favorite AIW show? Um, I'm going to go with APSO from last year, I think was my overall favorite being there live. There was some moments that were super annoying with certain people in the crowd demanding certain body parts get cut off yelling for half the night. Uh, but the matches and everything in my memory outweigh all that. So I just really remember just by the end of the night, even though it was paced really like beautifully i was just drained and like the main event was still like so good and it just overall i feel like that was probably my favorite that i've been to uh in a long time there might have been one from the turner hall days when uh um michael elgin won the belt i really remember that show being a lot of fun i think kevin uh steen was on that show uh it was a really good show overall and then like that main event was it was like a Triple threat first, it was uh, Ultramandis Black, Ethan Page, and Johnny Gargano, I think. And uh, Ethan Page ended up winning, and then it set up like Michael Elgin came out and challenged him to a two out of three falls match. And it was insane. Like, I remember just losing my mind for that match. Like, that whole match was so good. Like, I think that's probably one of my favorites. I can't remember what exactly show that was, though. I think that is dead president. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, It is on my list of shit. Yeah, that's that show. Ethan Page defeats Johnny Gargano and Ultramanus Black. And then Michael Elgin defeats Ethan Page. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite all time. Like even like my buddy Jared got super into this one match and was like yelling at potato not to like dq somebody he's like don't you fucking do it don't you fucking do it. we just were so into it and i think that's what really like the memory sticks for for that show was just yeah so one either either of those two i it's it's a hard tie on those two one of my favorite shows in aiw history um and it fits me because i think it's the only 
comedy-based show they've ever done, at least the only comedy-based show they've done since I've been coming around. Uh, AIW No Sleep Till Brooklyn, December 5th, 2015, from Brooklyn, Ohio. And that had two great matches, uh, com- like, a lot more comedy-based. But the ones that stuck out, especially because the Wrestling Road Diaries 3 was recording, you had Kikutaro versus Cole Cabana and Grado versus Tracy Smothers. Fucking hilarious. Uh, Kikutaro versus Cole Cabana. Um, it's kind of get, it will get quoted to this day because there's obviously that thing with Cole Cabana where a lot of times they'll go look up. And they've realized, like, if they did that, there was a balloon. So Kikotaro uh, said, oh, it's a balloon. And that, like, that became a chant, I think, for that night, too. There was also, like, a really good uh, opening match. Eric Ryan versus Big Mo versus Jerry versus Marion Fontaine versus Rex Brody versus Space Monkey. Fucking fantastic. And they did a slow-mo chokeslam involving the referee, Tom Dunn. He wasn't getting choke slam. He was helping with the choke slam because they were trying to choke slam Big Mo. <laughs> Man, Kikatar is the best. Or maybe I, I'm, I'm correct. It wasn't slow mo. I have a slow mo video of it. That's what I'm thinking of. But still, all these people trying to choke slam Big Mo. Be like, uh, God, I love Kikatar. There's there's a lot of other fun matches on the show, but that that's one that always sticks out to me. And I wish we'd have like another comedy show, but I I don't think that's that's in the cards. No, nah, but man, there's always a comedy match or two. Like, there's sprinkled through, like, as I was looking through, like, a bunch of shows that I like for matches that I really like, I realized that there's always, like, not always, but almost always a really good comedy match on every show. Or a match that has, like, a really good comedy spot in it. Yeah. I think Dick and Grado's Excellent Adventure... Yeah, was supposed to be a comedy show. I, I f- kind of f- forget about that one. Uh, still a fun show, still memorable, but I don't think it was as good as No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Now, I think- yeah, I, I really like that Dick and Grado. Yeah, it it was on. It's on. I have it down as a note for one of the other things you had sent us. All right, um, some of your favorite matches in AW history. Switch it back up. Go to Butters. Ooh, fun. Um, I know what it feels like now to be that kid that didn't do his homework. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, because both of you got the, the notes for this like pretty early. <laughs> oh, yeah, you absolutely gave me the homework. I, I just, I was like, I looked over and I'm like, oh, okay, I can think about that. And I never thought about it again. Uh, off the top of my head, I think that's the way I, it works best for me, though, because I could sit there and think all day and be like, oh, yeah, these are the really good ones. But. Off the top of my head, matches that uh, I'll never forget that I've seen. Um, definitely Elgin and Ethan Page, two out of three falls. That's probably right near the top. You know, you know, Elgin is how he is today. Still one of my all-time favorites, um, match-wise. Uh, the I don't know if I'd consider it the the, the whole match because because it kind of like was overshadowed by the finish, but the. The rap show last year with Bishop and, and Justice, like that will be burned in my mind forever. So I think that's always going to be in my like top things that I've seen live. Um, trying to think what else. Zach's getting to see Zach Saber Jr. and Ethan Page wrestle uh, live was really cool. Um, yeah, I'd say those are probably some of my top matches. How about you, Stacey? Uh, man, I have a bunch. Uh, probably the the 
furthest one back is on the whole shebang. Uh, Swoggle versus Tracy Summers. Holy shit. That was great. Like That's one of my favorite comedy matches of all time is Swoggle versus Tracy Smothers. Um, <clears throat> the Gauntlet for the Gold from 2017. Gauntlet for the Gold 12. There's a four-way tag team match on that between Infinity and Beyond, uh, Gringo Loco and Steve Payne, Facade and Flip Kendrick, and DJZ and Laredo Kid. That was just bonkers. Like, it was every flippy, crazy fucking lucha thing you ever wanted to see in one match. Um, it was it was great. Uh, and that's where To Infinity and Beyond win the belts and have them for forever. Um, I really like the, um, the Eric Ryan and, and Bev versus the Tijuana guys. Damien666 and Bestia666. Uh, the death match at Mount Carmel with panes of glass. I like that match a lot. The main event of Wrestle Rager 3, uh, Thorn, Philly Marino experience, and Weird World uh, versus Jock, Mance, Duke, Parker Pierce, and Twan Tucker. That match is way, way, way up there. And then the best, the best match I think that's happened in AIW um, is Dom and Josh from slumber party massacre that match was just it's great it's one of my favorite matches i've ever seen like real deal one of my favorite matches i've ever seen i was also a real big fan of uh the eric stevens alex shelley match a lot of great matches yeah i could and i could probably name like 20 fucking more can we take a second to talk about how excited i am that uh eric stevens isn't retiring yeah when this is all over we get to fucking see him again i'm (laughs) so happy yeah, dude, I'm super fucking stoked about that. I'm glad he made that decision. Yes. It's going to be interesting to see um, what comes out of all that with him, with him coming back. Where is he going to go and what will the finish line be? But I think now that it doesn't seem like there's one announced, you know, I think he'll announce it, but it'll be like when he's really close. So it's not this countdown of like, all right, 10 months, uh, nine months, eight months, seven months. Like we know we don't know it. So we're going we're going to enjoy the fuck out of it. But I mean, real deal, who knows when there's going to be wrestling. Again. True. Not trying to be a bummer, but like I yeah. I just I just hope everybody like sets real expectations that like, you know, it could be summer before there's wrestling again. I hope that's not the case, but I feel like that might be the case. Anyway, let's uh oh, I'll I'll, <clears throat> I'll answer that uh with favorite matches. The three that come to mind are I always talk about the main event of Absolution 10, just so much, so much talent uh, that you'll never see all that uh, money spent on one main event ever again in AIW. And most of those wrestlers are now on TV, I think, all but, what, two? Yeah. And one of them is a school teacher. But other than that, like, crazy. And, like, they all were or most of them were huge stars, especially on uh, dudes on TV. And a lot of them become bigger stars. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, there is, uh, there's only really one dude who's not a school teacher mm-hmm. in that whole match that's not wrestling at a high level. Barely wrestling. That's Yeah. Fucking name redacted sure fucked up real bad, huh? Yep. Uh, two other matches, and you can go check them on AIW's YouTube page. 
One being Marion Fontaine versus Chuck Taylor is where I fell in love with um, comedy wrestling. That was that uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas. I forget the number. And I, what sucks is I don't think the whole event is on uh, IWTV. But it was. It, it's not even a very long match. But like that's where I, like I said, I fell in love with comedy wrestling. Fontaine, one of my favorite comedic wrestlers into the fact of the second match is also cont- uh, with Marion Fontaine. It's Fontaine versus Rockstar Spud. Uh, the Chuck Taylor versus Fontaine is sponsored by the Ohio Indie Report, which used to be what this podcast was called. Uh, I wanted to sponsor the other match, but it got put up before, and I was like, great, you saved me money. Uh, it was the last uh, AIW show at Turner's Hall, and uh, the the venue was packed and it's crazy to look just between those two matches that's i think close to a five-year difference and the crowd wasn't very big in 2011 and they all kill it and then the honorable mention i know it's on uh iwtv colt cabana versus tracy smothers from dead presidents if i'm correct it takes 20 minutes before the match starts (laughs) Yeah, it's, a, lo- sure it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right on that because uh, Jared really loves that match. That's like one of his favorite go tos. Like when we talk about favorite all time matches, he uh, that's one of his all time favorites. Just yeah, <clears throat> I wasn't at it, but man, AIW Deb Presidents is way up there for like could be the best show ever too. Because you got uh, Steen versus Lewis Linden on that too. <laughs> Donst versus Chris Hero. Yep. Yeah, that was right after Hero came back to the Indies. And I think that was like one of his first appearances. And I remember Donst was sick when that happened. Yep. And like, I remember him puking after the match real bad. Oh, yeah. The show starts off with the Fuckets versus the Submission Squad versus Youth in Asia versus Hot Young Best Friends, which was uh, Briley Pierce. And Gary J. And Gary J was a part of the Smission Squad too. So like that whole thing was in its own like fun within the match. Told God the fucking Bradley Pierce wasn't in AIW very long. For those who don't know, that's Dolph Ziggler's little brother. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was it mm-hmm. luckily it didn't last too long. But yeah, that is a that pretty good show. And that was also I mean, it was called Dead Presidents because that was uh, after the end of Nixon and AIW, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but I don't, th- I don't think it really uh, stands the test of time anymore, especially with a lot of the people that came and went from it. So That started off hot and just kind of fell apart there, yeah. Well, when they had issues with fucking Dickinson, like he only did a couple shows and then like dropped out. Right. Well, yeah, like I said, they get all like the whole thing, the whole story just fell apart when people started leaving and, you know, no showing and all that shit. It just it fell apart like that could have been a really cool angle. And it unfortunately didn't go anywhere. It did give us, though, the return of Heel Duke or Heel Duke is the best Duke. So but you got to remember before that, like, it's weird to go back and watch face Duke really fucking weird. But like, that's what I came into. Thought like, oh, okay, fine, you know, Duke, okay, old dude, everybody seems to like him, okay, whatever. I don't get this, he, you're in a sorority thing, but 
not a sorority, but a fraternity. I don't get it. Alpha Beta Duke. Meh. <laughs> and, you know, now what we've seen from him since then, I go, oh, yeah, that now now everything makes more sense. And I look back at the original stuff and go, what the fuck? Feels weird. Feels dirty. Um, Yeah, I'm only interested in a heel Duke. <laughs> I got to see him be a bad guy weekly at a bar in Barberton, Ohio. And he was just drinking there and people didn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) People just, no, just like there was a wrestling show there, like weekly. It was every Wednesday. Oh, okay. And uh, it just is so funny, like to think back on that. Like some of the people that would like try to shit talk him. And like, so I knew like he has like that quick wit about him. And uh, that's why I like it. Rager last year when he like read my shirt, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. He's going to. He's got something planned for my ass. And yeah, he uh, got me pretty good. I mean, low hanging fruit, but you know, I'm not going to pour water on him or anything after the show. So it's all good. It's during. You do that during. (laughs) Well, even then, you know, I'm not going to. During the end of the show. (laughs) Uh, All right, uh, Charlie, what's your favorite moment in AW? Um, hmm. Probably, man, it's going to take me a second. I'm sorry. Give me a second here. (laughs) I got them all over a lot of shit again, you know. All right, Stacey. Thank you for not doing my homework. (laughs) All right, let's go to the the good student, the one who did his homework, the one that helped create the homework. Uh, Stacey, what's your favorite moment in AIW? Um, Can you really pick one? Like, I can't. So that was a rhetorical question. Um, So Matt and Josh going off the balcony. Yeah, pretty, pretty fucking insane. Um, but there's other like there's weird things that stand out for me. Uh, I really like Weird World winning the Biggins Cup. Yes, I liked that. Um, I really like that Janela Tim Dance ladder match. Like all of it. Um, that whole match was weird. There was that fucking ladder that just kept bending. Uh. Dance tongue from the belt that should have never worked um like and i think in my head this is the match where it happened but it might be from a different match but i think that's the same one where joey throws the chair and it just lands open i think that might be it yeah like that match stands out to me um as as favorite moments there's there's things that are like a favorite moment that are also like not my favorite moment like magnum's last match retirement yeah yeah i was gonna say that actually thinking about it that's i that i just i do remember that and like just the the vibe though was like getting everybody to sing and doing all that i felt like that was a cool moment regardless yeah i remember johnny's last show feeling like a really big deal um ray's last show like all those kind of things um the uh like all the things for Biggins too, like when he was still in the hospital, and then uh, at Abso that year, like all of that. One non AIW moment that I I think of when it comes to Biggins is, and it's, it was after he passed. I remember tweeting out the the NXT show after his passing that I just wanted the crowd to chant uh, Chandler Biggins, and like I'm not taking credit for it. I think it was just. N- many people like me that had the same thought and we all got together at one particular moment when uh you know johnny's like talking i think about thorn and and 
J-Pro and like standing in the same box that Biggins did the year before. And I don't know how many old AIW fans were there, how many current AIW fans were there, but we chanted his name. And I, um, yeah, I'll never forget that night. Do you, yeah. uh, do you think of any Charlie? So, I mean, um, there's a couple obvious ones there. Uh, the, the balcony spot that'll be forever on everybody's mind. Um, Magnum's retirement, um, Philly Marino winning the belts. I thought that was a really cool moment because um, it felt like that that match, just like everything drawing into that match was so good. And like that, just getting that satisfaction of seeing them win was really good. Um, Gage's return, because I was there for that. That was real hype. Um, yeah, I think those are some of my favorites. Uh, getting to meet uh, Kevin Steen for the first time and uh, him compliment my Breaking Bad shirt that I had on. That was really cool. I think for me, Gage's return was huge. That's one of my favorite moments in AEW history. That was that was also the first show after Biggins passing, if I'm correct. Because I want to say the picture that I have of that night, I'm wearing the I'm wearing a, I think the a Chandler Biggins band. shirt, arm bandana. I think I was wearing a Chandler Biggins shirt. I think I, I bought the one off of uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. You know, <clears throat> I, I was just thinking about it and. You know, earlier we were talking about like when you you started having a feeling of like a community with with AIW. I really think if if there is like a silver lining to the whole losing Biggins is that I really do think that that kind of brought everybody together as a community, um, trying to make the best out of a bad situation. You know? Yeah. Um, I th- I think that was kind of a galvanizing point that kind of brought everyone together i I think the the podcast helped with that too like i i only knew him a little bit uh, but the podcast made me like uh get to know i feel like when you listen to somebody for so many hours like you just kind of feel like you know them a little bit more and uh i think that's a big part of it too is like hearing him although like i used to listen to it every week and like listening to him and and Thorn and like that and like that kind of opened the door for a lot more people to kind of be like in that circle of like knowing people. I I feel like there's a lot of that that's tied to the podcast and like opening those doors to people instead of it being real secretive and you know behind closed doors. Like them being out and open about stuff and why things didn't work and I think that kind of made people maybe care for him that might not have not really known him too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that was a big reason why, like, the first person I talked to uh, that I didn't know at AIW was Biggins. Like, when I figured it out, because there was, like, there was already a topic to talk about, I guess, you know, because you already kind of knew some of the stuff. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that absolutely, I think the podcast played into I can still kind of hear Biggins say, hey, man, because he was, like, the first person you would see at pretty much every show at least within the first five of like people you see once you, once you enter into the door uh, in between him, anybody who's taking tickets, looking up names, putting on arm wristbands. And he was there. He was a dude that I got to know bit by bit. Like we weren't, I will never say like we were best friends or something, but I know like, I love talking to him about random shit. He was a dude, like a story that I think I've told on here before was, um, Anytime I was looking for a particular like magazine, uh, WWF magazine that I wanted, I'd go to him. Like um, he helped me find the Owen Hart tribute 
issue, and there's a couple other issues he helped me to find, and I kept telling him within, like, uh, six months before he passed, or at least six months before uh, his final show that he was at, I w- was trying to have him find the Warrior comic, the one that came in the WWE magazine, or came with the WWF magazine. I knew he'd, he'd happened to have him. He bought so much, like, lots of shit, like, off eBay or maybe off people in person. Like, I knew he had to have it. There were so many magazines. And he's like, yeah, I have it, but, like, I got to look for it. Never got a chance to do it. And then I was lucky. Luckily, I found two, like, after he passed within all the boxes of stuff. And I have it here in, in my office. Um, I, I, I missed the hell out of that dude. Uh, I, I often wonder, like, where AIW would be now if he was alive, what differences there would be. I feel like no shot at Thorne, but I think they both had their own styles, and I don't think that style is there anymore of, like, Big Inside. But at the same time, I will forever commend Thorne for putting all this shit on his shoulders since Biggin's passing. And there's been so many moments... Whether it be this, whether it be the flu, WrestleMania last year, um, where he's got to put all this on his back. And I think he has a lot of people helping him out, but you know, you don't look at Steve Guy or Dom when something goes bad in AIW. You look towards Thorne, and I think he's handled everything fairly well. Other moments uh, in AIW, uh, like I said, the Gage one was was huge for me. There was also I want to say there's been some like good like winning moments like within the I've talked I know I've talked about this before I won Gauntlet for the Cache and Jaylet uh, bracket in the same year but the one that meant the most was the Gauntlet for the Cache because it was Colin Delaney winning and like that was a fun fun story because that was his chase for the title and so many so many great memories there and uh, never never forget that. Um, those are some of the top ones I can think of, but dude, every time ninety nine problems hits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. When it hit at Built to Last, it wasn't as cool. Oh, because we thought it was like, oh shit, here comes Thor. What the fuck? Oh, and he's like, no, no, it's not that. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, so every time it hits, that's not that one. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping for a, uh, well, if you're going to get that match, you got to go through me and the dog collar. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. you got to go through me and the dog collar in Akron or at Gauntlet. Yep. All right. Uh, one of the last questions we have on here is favorite special guest. This could go a lot of different ways because obviously you have people who are regular AIW roster members, but, you know, someone like Kevin Steen, when he first showed up, he was a special guest, but then kind of became a roster member for a little while. So, I mean, it it's debatable, but it's obviously like, well, my favorite special guest is Ethan Page, because he's not really a special guest. Well, now, kind of, but... Hey, I was going to say, <laughs> at this point, he sort of is. Speaking of which, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, this might be my fault, because... <laughs> If he was actually going to be at Gauntlet, and now it's not happening, uh, the curse continues. The curse. Charlie, of... are you saying you're responsible for the coronavirus? Because I feel like that's a lot of heat you're going to get from people. That... <laughs> no, I will only take credit for Gauntlet getting canceled because if he was supposed to be there, that's the only. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Is that there's a curse happening where he? I can't. 
see Ethan Page at AIW. I can go see him in Indiana at Black Label Pro, not a problem. But if he's going to come to Cleveland, I can't be at that show or the show just can't happen. All right. Well, you're off the was, hook for coronavirus because <laughs> he was at the Winchester, uh, Winchester show like the week before we were going to see him in Indiana. And I wasn't at that show because I can't do Thursdays. So I like he was there. I wasn't there. So we were actually both going to be there at Gauntlet. And so then it couldn't happen. So, so there you go. Keep that in mind. Charlie can't do Thursday shows. Book Ethan Page on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Stacy, favorite special. Wait a minute, we got your favorite moments, right, Butters? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, did we? Yeah. Yeah, he went first because I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. We went on the big enchant tangent, and I kind of lost track. Uh, but yeah. Stacy, favorite special guests. Which this one I know. One, if not the answer. It's, well, the parka yes. was, yeah. Um, yeah, the scary skeleton man. That was that was way up there on my list. Um, Sasha Moth was up there just because I didn't think that would ever happen. Uh, and fucking, uh, I think Fonzie, man, being around, he, he kind of doesn't feel like a special guest now because he's there all the time. But the Fonzie, man, way up there for me. How about you, Butters? Uh, I'd go with... Uh, Steen from back in the day before he was going to start doing stuff at a regular uh, thing before he got signed. Um, more recent. Um, see, I had a good one for this, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Raven was really fun because like, I always wanted to see Raven wrestle live uh, outside of the WWE. Um, getting to see Scott Hall was really cool. Um, and I was really kind of like trying to push and like get people to suggest to thorn to get x-pac for the next akron show before everything happened because i thought he'd be a really cool guest to have there too um i, I still think x-pac is a really good guest I, I hope i hope down the road that can happen because i think he'd be a really fun one to have um i hope he brings that dog with him <laughs> yes I, lo I love do you remember the clip of undertaker and him talking or like undertaker just thought he just had just found the dog on the street like recently <laughs> like the day of and he's just yeah. like no man i found it like a couple months ago and like takers was like oh you just found a dog on the street he's like no i've had this dog <laughs> it's so bizarre uh and i remember uh, during that the the roast at uh the thing at all in the uh what the fuck is that thing called? The, the, the Pritchard? Yeah, the Starcast yeah, the Pritchard Roast. Roast. Yeah, I just remember being blazed high. I'm watching that dog's tongue just hang out its mouth <laughs> as he was trying to hold it. And then eventually he gave up and gave the dog to somebody else. And he did the rest of the show without it. But <laughs> poor fucking dog. <laughs> oh, man. I just, yeah, the, dude, that was such a weird weekend, too. Like, that's, oh, my God. I remember just getting there and PCO was getting shit stapled to him. Like the, that's the first thing I saw when we got there. So weird. Uh, other special guests that I really enjoyed. Uh, I guess technically Zack Sabre counts cause he was only there three times. Uh, and I'm bummed. I didn't get to go see it live, but, uh, when Tommy End got to face Ray Rowe, uh, I kind of like threw that out as like when they were talking about wanting that match to happen. Like I was like the first person to comment on it and put AIW and then they, they got signed for there, and then I couldn't go, which kind of sucked. But I have watched that match since, and uh, it was it was it was enjoyable. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that would be 
my favorites. Thankfully, you didn't steal mine. Uh, the big one, I see fucking pee. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that could ever get overshadowed for me. Uh, but for, for even just last year alone, not only ICP but Marco Stunt. Uh, that was like my booking that I thought was never going to happen. That's why I was pretty much breaking my neck to see him in other places. Why I had to first meet him in Nashville. Unfortunately, not able to wrestle, but still, I had to wait for then. Um, those two stick out kind of the the most. Other honorable mentions that I could think of. DiBiase felt cool. Like, that's like a real huge legend from my childhood. Same with Nash and Scott Hall. And uh, I think another one that I can think of, trying to look through pictures to see if what sticks out, but Scott Steiner. Because he was another one that I thought was never going to happen. I've talked about it before, where I th- remember always telling Biggins to book Scott Steiner. And there he was always like, oh, we've seen what he did at uh, his line for GFW. I had to think of the fucking name, Jesus Christ. But we saw his line at GFW, and we we know he ain't going to draw shit. Now, we've, we've seen him in AIW. And lastly, um, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, it was in between getting to sing with my baby tonight, and I was like one of the first people he went to with the microphone, and also like getting a picture with him. And sometimes I like telling wrestlers something that I would probably want to tell them about my childhood when it came to them as a wrestler. And I always said like I always felt like he was one of the best bad guys. Like I remember hating Jeff Jarrett. I, I told him it was him and Owen were just amazing at it, and he told me to piss off, kid. Fucking loved it. So that that pretty much is like everything we have except for one thing, which this was purposely cut off on social media because just want to have it here on the show. Do you have any AIW, IWTV suggestions for people to check out? Start with Stacy. I do. Because um, you did your homework. I, I did. I did. Actually, uh, I think you this was something that you actually had originally. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, so trying times, right? Uh, and hours spent watching AIW helps AIW right now. So, uh, here are some things you should probably watch if you haven't. Uh, one, the last three shows are all on there. Hey, yo, built to last and, uh, hell on earth, um, are all on there. Uh, well, I guess the December show. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Right. Or is it, didn't, didn't it stream? Uh, it streamed on fight. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. So three of the last four are on there. Watch those. They're all good. Watch dead presidents. That show, as we've talked about already, uh, big trouble in little Cleveland with Terry Funk that watch it for that. Um, abso 10, which we talked about earlier, uh, no sleep till Brooklyn, which you talked about earlier. Um, the whole shebang watch if for no other reason, just watch Tracy versus Swoggle. Um, Gauntlet for the Gold 12. The whole show's good, but that match that I talked about, that tag match earlier, is on that. Uh, the next episode is Rap Show. It's good. Uh, that is the next episode is the show that had uh, Thorn versus Lufisto, I think. Hold on. See, this is where my notes are bad because I made notes of the shows, but not like the matches and the reasons why. Uh, pulling it up right now. Yep, that's what we started off with. Yeah, Lufisto versus Thorn. 
is <laughs> there are just some gross bumps in that match. Uh, match right after that whole shows. I was just and that's young studs versus the carnies. Uh, also on next episode, Mike Tolar versus Matt Justice right after Thorne and Lufisto. Yeah, yeah, that show's good. It's a good show. Um, Swaggle versus Space Monkey was a good match. Like that show's all around good. You should watch that. Um, obviously, Rager Two and Rager Three are both cool. Um, I have Rulers of the World on here. Uh, I. I liked Rulers of the World. Uh, I am sure uh, Thorne did not like dealing with Rulers of the World. But <laughs> the show's really good. Like, have you gone back and watched that at all at any point? No. Mm-mm. It's good. It is, it is really good. Hold on. Let me. I'm pulling up the card right now. It's Tom Lawler versus Lewis Linden, the Young Studs versus Mance Warner and Sean Schultz. Dick Justice, Matt Justice, and E Justice Three versus Dedication Personified, Brian Carson and Gregory Vicious, Ethan Page uh-huh. versus Dominic Greeny. Which this was the the prayer match, the post game prayer and the pre game prayer. Yeah, which I don't know if it's it's on uh, the stream or not, but I don't know if that is either. Uh. To Infinity and Beyond versus PB Smooth and Swoggle for the AIW Tag Team Championship. The production. Yeah, ooh, the production versus No Consequences. And this is a Colby Red production. Who? Colby Red. Never heard of him. Uh, ooh, God, I forgot about this one. Joey Janela versus, versus Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. And Jimmy Jacobs takes that gross bump on the rail. Was that the last time we've seen Jimmy Jacobs? In AIW? I believe so. I believe so. Tracy Williams versus Eddie Kingston. Gringo Loco versus Matt Cross versus Laredo Kid versus Candice LeRae, which that might have been Candice's last match. Mm, y- yes, I think so. Because I remember her hugging Grandma Cross afterward. And I think Matt's mom was there too. And I think I got a good picture of it and got a lot of retweets. I, like going back, I remember thinking like, "Oh, that was might have been her last match." Because like I was like, "Oh, weird, they're hugging." Well, maybe they're friends or everything, but I was like, "That was right before she she got signed." And then you end it with Nick Gage versus Tim Donst. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a fun show. Minus you know the the shit that uh, Thorne had to go through, and to this day, fuck Sid. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I kind of am happier with what happened than I would have been with Sid actually being there. Like, it was funny. I don't know. Uh, so another show is another one of the rap shows. Uh, ain't nothing but a gangster party because Eddie Kingston versus PCO is the first match on that <laughs> show. And that was fucking amazing. Uh, there's other good shit too. MJF versus the pirate. Uh, Tim Dodds versus KTB, Space Monkey versus Dan Housen versus Facade versus Gary J. Uh, this was also this was the show where like Weird World came out as the gangsters, I think yeah. for the first time, <laughs> and then the whole match went with the music playing in the background the whole time. Oh shit! This is that show. This is also so Dom this runs the show AIW. Thorne, yeah, this is also the the show when Thorne was in the hospital. Yeah. Or like Thorne couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the show with Matt Justice and Ethan Page where Ethan Page had to scold a member of the audience. 
And I don't know if that's on IWTV or not, but this has that match on it. I might actually watch this tonight. This is a pretty solid lineup. Yeah, I was go- yeah. I was going through some tweets recently, and I came across one of my hashtag Dom runs AIW tweets, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about that. And uh, fun story: Thorne followed what was going on that night by following wrestling cheers. Uh, that's funny. That is funny. The the last one I had uh, was another one we talked about earlier is Nick and Dick's Excellent Adventure. Uh, that show, I drove from Corolla, oh, North yeah. Carolina, at the, the very tip-top of the Outer Banks, all the way to Menor for that show to make it. Uh, we decided uh, the last day of our vacation that we were going to cut it short and drive all the fucking way back for this show. And I'm glad I did, because... There was a couple of really fucking cool things on this show. One, the Dom-Nate Webb match was good, and I feel like this was one of the shows where Nate Webb did his full entrance twice all the way around that bar, which I encourage. Uh, This also has Dr. Dan versus Matt Justice when Dan throws the fireball. Oh, Dr. Deathmatch. This also has Dick Justice versus Kikataro, Mm -hmm. which to me is a super underappreciated uh, fucking match. Uh, and then this was the there, debut of Alley Cat, right? Was it? Was this her first show? I think so. She, I know she wrestled that uh, smallest uh, Japanese girl I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, God, yes. She was so tiny. Koharu Hanada. Yeah. Yeah. She's tiny. I want to say that it, that was her her AIW debut. Yeah, and this had uh, this had like a lot of like a lot of these guys were still students. That was the show where Barkley Nation was blocking the bathroom, and Pam lost her mind about it. Yeah, and uh, like that was still that's the show where you almost got in a fight. You got all hot headed and thought you were gonna fight somebody. Um, <laughs> this, not necessarily gonna this, fight, but Nick Gage versus MJF is the main event. Yeah. Back when uh, uh, MJF was the champion of CZW2 on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it's Wes and Gary the King Baller that were both up in like that balcony area and went off of it. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. It was... How about you, Butters? I mean, he, he listed half the library. How does that <laughs> even fare to be? Uh, no, I'd say uh, Hell on Earth 12. Definitely check that out. That's got Dom versus Zack Sabre Jr., um, I just watched that a couple weeks ago. I really enjoyed that match. Um, I specifically watched that show for that match. There's some other really good stuff on there too, but that match specifically is what I watched it for. And then the most recent stuff is, uh, some of my favorite, like the, um, the most recent Akron show is a really fun time and has a really, uh, a lot of really good stuff on it. Top to bottom. Um, definitely recommend that show, especially with all the new talent. So I think I'm also going to uh, recommend uh, Whole Shebang. I think for for me, for someone who watched Johnny for many years, to watch that last match and then to have his goodbye speech like that, something that I've, I'd been kind of waiting on for years because I knew he was eventually going to get signed. And, you know, now he's, you know, killing it in WWE. Um, Man, you know what's crazy about that last match is it's aged so poorly for me. 
Yeah, I I figured it would. And going back to the main event for Absolution Ten, it's obvious. Yeah. It was it was obviously a waste to have that's those spots on the same person. Yeah, just could have been anybody else. Could have been anybody else. But uh, I'll also throw out. Oh, I was wrong. Nightmare Before Christmas Seven is on uh, IWTV which was the one with Chuck Taylor versus Marion Fontaine. But I'll highly recommend my very, very first show, which was uh, Hell on Earth 7. I think it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, this is this is a great card and everything. I look at it, it's the progression of the company and the progression of like a lot of the wrestlers. Um, Samurai Del Sol is in a match. And that was his only time he was ever in AIW that I was around. There's also one of the last matches with... Actually, I think it was the last AIW match with the Olsen twins, Colin Delaney and Jimmy Olsen. Um, Uha Nation versus AR Fox. The main event was a Hell on Earth match, Madman Pondo versus Masada. Other people on this card, um, Shima Zion, Mia Yim, uh, Gargano... Obviously, because at this point he was on pretty much every single show. That's some of your bigger standout names, and then there's there's people who have kind of vanished with independent wrestling uh, for one reasons or another. Uh, the Chad, who was short lived in AIW, uh, Bobby Beverly had a match with Isaiah Bonds, the at the time known as the Irish Airborne, went against Aeroform. Mia Yim's opponent was Mickey Knuckles, who seemed to be a bigger deal in 2011. And then now is barely even thought of. I, I mean, in fairness, Irish Airborne's still around. I think I was going more to the fact that they, this was back when they were called Irish Airborne. Like, yeah, they're still around. Yeah. But it's weird now that, that they're not known as that at all. And this was back when they were juggling that in OI4K. And actually, I think Eric Ryan was like an OI4K member right around this time, too. Um, oh, and the, the Olsen twins went against the Latin Crime Syndicate just fun to watch that because that's a team that wasn't around six months later or wasn't around after absolute the next absolution and it was the i I feel like aw's progressed a lot like i said a lot since then and sometimes it's fun to go back to some of these earlier shows and even like fuck there's some before that where a lot of people hear me talk about the wrestlers fruits and winners who were a real tag team in the cleveland scene around that time and i want to say they're both on the Road to Absolution, which was a show right before Absolution of 2011. And yeah, uh, Corey Winters is in one match, in the first match versus Kay Fernandez. And trying to f- uh, Ben Fruth goes goes up against Joey the Snake um, Diamante. Fucking, it, it feels like a crazier time. And this is, I think, one of the last shows that used the overhead PA commentary. All right. This has been a pretty long fucking episode, Jesus. Um, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Start with Butters. Ah, uh, man, you can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Butters. It's uh, all I really got right now. Nothing else really going on. So you can check out my podcast. Not ready for primetime wrestling. You were on this past episode. Producer. Just, yeah, you produced and edited and did everything and you were on the show and it was very similar format we just kind of chatted about stuff so it was a good time that's all i got how about you stacy 
Um, I have a lot of stuff uh, coming, actually. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Stacy Silvers. Uh, but uh, Super Fantastic has a new classic way too long episode episode uh with josh goldstein uh where he and i just talk about you know old wrestling and uh the coronavirus and how weird the world is right now and uh i don't know it was a good time we both got drunk in our respective homes and talked about (laughs) shit we like for a couple hours so that's gonna be out this week um also there's a new episode of super chantastic uh that should be out uh, probably by this comes out Thursday, right? As always. Okay, I was just making sure it was this week's thing, man. Um, yeah. Uh, so the Super Chantastic episode should be out tomorrow. Uh, and then there are going to be a lot of horror movie episodes in the coming weeks. I have uh four or five lined up already. Um, so. As long as we're all stuck in our houses, I'm going to make uh, podcasts about horror movies. So you will see a lot more stuff on my podcast feed uh, than there had normally been at any point ever. I'm excited for all of it. Bring it on. As I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> Looking forward to that Night of the Creeps episode after I watch Night of the Creeps. Yeah, I'm looking forward. That's I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, there's going to be Creep Show. Uh, with Josh Goldstein, uh, you and I are going to talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah, not necessarily horror, horror, but horror adjacent. It's close enough. I just I didn't want to do a Saw episode. So. <laughs> that was the other thing. Like I love Saw, but like after listening to some of the recent episodes, I'm like, man, I can't go into like depth on talking about like casting and all this stuff. I'm like. I'm really good on the storyline for that movie. Then you're like, oh, what about Ghostbusters? I'm like, oh, I can do Ghostbusters. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to know everything about the movie. I'm the one that does the research. You don't have to. You just have to like it. Well, Tom Troll did such a great job on his fucking episodes that I felt like I had to. Oh, dude, Tom fucking. So we're going to do as whenever he and I can be in a room together. uh, We're going to do the one for Scream. And I I don't even know that I can do enough uh, research to know as much about Scream as Tom does. <laughs> like it's crazy. He's like encyclopedic with his knowledge about Scream. It's great. Um, much like the show, you can find myself at Heavyset three three zero, and the show is at Wrestling Cheers, Facebook dot com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter dot com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram dot com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose desirewrestlingchairs at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, please rate, review, and subscribe or ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Check out our trends on the, friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam. Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at 2, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, At Odds with Wrestling, and It's Evolution Baby. And check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures with Powerbomb coming 
on April 14th, and there just might be a special episode coming on that day, too. Good company. Stay tough. Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you didn't do your homework. Charlie, later. <laughs> Yeah.